Welcome to the Law of One session five. Last time I said this was going to be a short one, but there's a lot of content to cover here about healing. So let's just get started. All right, so last time they ended up in the healing part and they're gonna pick it up right away here in this session. The last time we communicated, we were speaking of the learning of healing. It is my impression from what you gave to us in the earlier session that it is necessary to first purify the self by certain disciplines and exercises. Then in order to heal a patient, it is necessary, by example, and possibly certain exercises to create the mental configuration in the patient that allows him to heal himself. Am I correct? Although your learned understanding distortion is essentially correct, your choice of vibratory sound complex is not entirely as accurate as this language allows. It is not by example that the healer does the working. The working exists in and of itself. The healer is only the catalyst. Much as this instrument has the catalysis necessary to provide the channel for our words, yet by example or exercise of any kind can take no thought for this working. The healing working is congruent in that it is a form of channeling some distortion of the intelligent infinity. Alright, big distinction here when we talk about healing in the way that we know the law of one and everything energetic actually. What they're talking about is that the healer is not doing the work for the patient or the person being healed. They are only being of guidance here. They're only being of support and they're there to kind of navigate with them. It's almost like shamans would navigate people when they are in a psychedelic trip, especially like in ayahuasca. It's very known now that they're there to provide aid and help and guidance and words. Uh, and they help him, of course. They are the healers, but they're by no means able to do the work. And this is going to make a little bit more sense as we go through the slides. But imagine that the person that is submitting itself to the healing work is the one that needs to do the work internally. And now let's see what the other question is, because this is when they get into the healing aspects of what it actually means, all the parts of healing and I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Let's just read what it says. We have decided to accept, if offered, the honor duty of learning teaching the healing process. I would ask as to the first step which we should accomplish in becoming effective healers. We shall begin with the first of the three teachings learnings. We begin with the mental learned teaching necessary for contact with intelligent infinity. The prerequisite of mental work is the ability of retaining silence of self at a steady state when required by the self. The mind must be open like a door. The key is silence. Within the door lies a hierarchical construction you may liken unto geography and in some ways geometry, for the hierarchy is quite regular, bearing inner relationships. To begin to master the concept of mental disciplines, it is necessary to examine the self. The polarity of your dimension must be internalized. Where you find patience within your mind, you must consciously find the corresponding impatience and vice versa. Each thought a being has, has in its turn an antithesis. The disciplines of the mind involve, first of all, 
identifying both those things of which you approve and those things of which you disapprove within yourself and then balancing each and every positive and negative charge with its equal. The mind contains all things. Therefore, you must discover this completeness within yourself. All right, a couple of things to note here before we continue. You can already see the pattern of mind, body, spirit as we go through the healing, which means that we started with the mind. And remember from last session, it says that the mind is basically what makes the hardest type of work and the most rewarding, of course, because after you are done with the mind, a lot of the healing part is done. And now they concentrate here a lot in the mind because like they said in the past session, it's very important. Now, in terms of the mind, they're talking about balancing positive and negatives here, which means whenever you have a thought, whether that be, you know, something that's uh, exciting for you or that is depressing, you need to find the opposite always because life in the meditative state is not supposed to be extremes. It's supposed to be a balanced uh, state of mind. So this is what they're talking about. Whenever you have any type of thought that makes you feel sad or angry or depressed or negative in general, then you need to find the opposite, which is the positive one. And likewise, you need to find whenever you have positive to balance it out and understand and have gratitude, the negative side of it. So it's almost like you balance yourself within those two boundaries of negative and positive polarity so you can stay in the middle. And that's why they talk about balancing that. That is achieved a lot by what they call uh, the silence of the mind. They make a big point here because meditation is what, you know, it encompasses everything. Praying is meditation as well. So uh, meditation is silencing the mind, is trying to get those thoughts that come into your mind and not pay attention to them in the sense that you go down the rabbit hole of whatever they're telling you. And there's a reason for that too, but uh, you have to analyze and kind of just make it make it part of your background noise as opposed to the silence, the silence that you need in meditative state. This allows for what they call intelligent infinity to channel through your body because that's how you achieve that uh, point where you can let the universe draw its energy uh, onto you. So that's that part. Let's continue with the second part of the healing part of the mind. The second mental discipline is acceptance of the completeness within your consciousness. It is not for a being of polarity in the physical consciousness to pick and choose among attributes, thus building the roles that cause blockages and confusions in the already distorted mind complex. Each acceptance smoothes part of the many distortions that the faculty you call judgment engenders. All right, pretty simple here. If you notice, they're talking about the ego, mind, and the judgment of the self. Those things are very, very common when we first have our awakening, we start doing the inner work and introspection. We find that there is a part of us that is called the ego mind that is always telling you who we are not. And we believe it. We believe this egoic mind, the monkey mind sometimes they call it, that is always telling us things that we're not. And then there is the judgment of self because you feel bad that of who you are and then you judge yourself and you think you're not enough. You know, uh, feelings of unworthiness comes from here. So this is almost like the foundation of mind work, if you will. You have to identify the ego and you have to know that you cannot judge yourself. That's just... 
self-deprecating. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's it's detrimental to your mind. So that's what they're talking about here: no judgment and balancing the ego mind, which is. In a way, it's necessary. It's important to have it because that's our self identity, uh, our our idea of who we are. But we cannot judge, and we cannot allow the ego mind to take place. Let's go into the third mental discipline. The third discipline of the mind is a repetition of the first, but with the gaze outward toward the fellow entities that it meets. In each entity, there exists completeness. Thus, the ability to understand each balance is necessary. When you view patience, you are responsible for mirroring in your mental understandings, patience, impatience. When you view impatience, it is necessary for your mental configuration of understanding to be impatience, patience. We use this as a simple example. Most configurations of mind have many facets. An understanding of either self-polarities or what you would call other self-polarities can and must be understood as a subtle work. All right, pretty straightforward here. What they're talking about is accepting others, just like in the first mental discipline you did with yourself, where you balance the negative and the positive, and you accept them for who they are. This has to do a lot, and this also applies, obviously, to the first mental discipline, is that there is no good or bad. There is no evil. There's no good. It's just a balanced situation. You need to find that. And with others, that's basically what you have to do. You have to know that nobody's bad, nobody's good. Everybody's just being who they are. And when you balance out the positive and the negative to the middle, then you find that neutrality that you should actually see everyone of the other selves, as Ra calls them. Now let's go to the fourth and fifth step of the mental disciplines. The next step is acceptance of the other self polarities, which mirrors the second step. These are the first four steps of learning mental disciplines. The fifth step involves observing the geographical and geometrical relationships and ratios of the mind, the other mind, the mass mind, and the infinite mind. All right, these ones are pretty easy. Just like in step two, you do it now with other selves or other people. And what you want to do is accept them for who they are, whatever polarity they have. Remember, there's no good or evil. So you have to accept them for who they are. And that's basically it. There's no running around here. The thing is that it's very difficult because remember, we judge ourselves and we judge others. So in the same way, we cannot judge other people and think that they're good or evil. They simply are. And in these times that we're living right now, I think this is very important because there is a lot of friction and uh, conflict between people. And we need to understand that, that everybody is playing their role in this lifetime. And we need to respect that. We need to find neutrality. And I think these steps for the mental healing is very important right now. So I leave you with that. Oh, and the fifth step, of course, it has to do, it's a little exotic or subtle if you think about it, because all they're saying is that you need to contemplate, in essence, your mind, the mind of others, the collective consciousness, which is everybody, and the mind of the creator, which is your mind, because you are the creator. My mind as well. All right, let's jump into the second area, which we already know is the body. The second area of learned teaching is the study understanding of the body complexes. It is necessary to know your body well. This is a matter of using the mind to examine how the feelings, the biases, what you would call the emotions, affect various portions of the body complex. 
It shall be necessary to both understand the bodily polarity and to accept them, repeating in a chemical-physical manifestation the work you have done upon the mind, bethinking the consciousness. The body is a creature of the mind's creation. It has its biases. The biological bias must be first completely understood and then the opposite bias allowed to find full expression and understanding. Again, the process of acceptance of the body as a balance as well as polarized individual may then be accomplished. It is then the task to extend this understanding to the bodies of the other selves whom you will meet. The simplest example of this is the understanding that each biological male is female. Each biological female is male. This is a simple example. However, in almost every case wherein you are attempting the understanding of the body of self or other self, you will again find that the most subtle discernment is necessary in order to fully grasp the polarity complexes involved. At this time, we would suggest closing the description until the next time of work so that we may devote time to the third area commensurate with its importance. I like how they say here that the body is a product of the mind. And in the same way you did the healing for the mind, you need to do it for the body. So you need to balance out the positive and the negatives. You need to accept its polarities and you just need to accept yourself for who you are. In the same way, they're saying that you need to accept other selves or other people for who they are in the same way. If you do it to yourself, then you can do it with others. And that's basically it. Uh, one key thing is that the body itself, like they said, is a reflection of the mind. So all the things that you think are creating your body, or at least in the structure that they talk about, and this has to do a lot with the chakra system and how the thoughts and in your mind, the way you perceive yourself also affect each and one of them. So it has to do with that correlation of the thoughts and the chakra system and the energies that are involved there. So that's all there is with the body. They cut it short, as you can see, of course, because this session was only one question. Carla, I assume, was having uh, some issues and they left the spirit part for the next session. Now, the next session is going to answer that question. It's going to talk about the spirit part and how the healing aspect works with it. But also, it's going to get into a lot of other cool things like where Ra comes from, like which planet specifically. We're going to talk about Maldek, the exploding planet. We will talk about the cycles of the solar system. And most importantly, they're going to start talking a little bit about harvest and what actually happened in Maldek. So I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but I just wanted to tell you that session six is going to be packed with a lot of information, really cool stuff. So that's all I got for session five. Like I said, session six is going to be really exciting for me and I can't wait to share it with you. Again, subscribe, like, and put the notification for each video that I put up, and I'll see you in session six. Yourself, you have to do it with others. So whenever you see anything for the other person that has a negative or a positive polarity, Oliver.